Bad things happen in Philadelphia. Bad things. To the 40, 35, into the 30, cut back 25, into the 15, 10, 5, touchdown! This is the best bad idea we have, sir. All right, we are the Driveway Athletes. I'm Jack, joined tonight by Ed, and um, we're going to do another mock draft, Ed. And um, I was thinking about, like, when when we come up with what it is we're going to do about the show title. And um, you think about, like, the when we did our second one, I did Mock Draft 2 Electric Boogaloo. Yeah. And... Um, this time, you know, when you talk about third movies or third a- episodes of something, or you think of it, movies that come in threes, um, three fast, three furious doesn't quite work because the third fast and furious was Tokyo Drift. Yeah. So do we want to do like um, Tokyo Mock? Um, um, do we want to do like Rocky Three had Clubber Lang? Yeah. Um, do we want to go with like you know? Um, Clubber Mock, you know, Mr. Um, T was Clubber Lang. Um, Terminator 3, I think, was Dark Fate. That doesn't quite, you know, Mock Fate doesn't quite work. No. Um, man, I got, I have to think about this one. Um, what about Back to the Future 3? What was their tagline? It was just Back to the Future 3. I mean, do we want to do the Mock? <laughs> the Mox Capacitor. There you go. All right. <laughs> you know, like I had watched um, this thing on the History Channel. So I, I don't know. You know, our, our audience is, is our age. So I don't think that I'm like, um, I believe that's what the numbers had said. It's mostly our age. Mm-hmm. So like um, we, we land on Back to the Future. And I watched this thing like maybe like two weeks ago. And it was about... Um, somewhat the history of, of cars through the years. And obviously, um, DeLorean, the DeLorean is a, is a major role in and of itself in the back to the future series, you know, well, it's, it's a character basically. Ba- right, right. It's, it's a like character in the movie. It's the, um, I'm trying to think of like what I would, um, throw in, but it's like, it's like the dog, you know, like of the movie. Yeah. It's like the, the third the third uh, main character. And uh, it was about, you know, um, they did some spots. It was about like, you know, the, the major original automakers. And then it went through the sixties and John DeLorean um, before he went on the venture to make the DeLorean himself is responsible for the launch of the Pontiac GTO. It just was interesting. Interesting uh, program. It was on like the history channel, but he ended up sinking a ton of money into DeLorean. And I think that the legacy of that is back to the future. Yeah, I mean, that was it. I, I believe, like, not many cars were made, and it, that whole thing kind of failed, It was, if I remember um, correctly. Well, yeah. he was trying to manufacture it himself, and uh, the whole thing was about how affordable it was going to be, and then basically ran himself bankrupt because of the money that he put in and, and was invested in, he was never going to be able to sell cars at the price that he wanted to and turn a profit. Um. So like that's one of the main flops in a in a, in in a series of them. It was underpowered and and other things that like car people just weren't drawn to the design. Um, it was a bad time for automaking in general when the gas embargo happened. Anyway, you know, like um, not a fun time to be a car enthusiast. Well, originally they were going to use a Mustang for the for the car. In okay. Back to the future. Yeah, and they got the thinking like Doc Brown would never like like he was too quirky to drive like like a Mustang, like a cool car. You know what I mean? Well, it's funny though, like um for me like as a as a Mustang person, it's funny because like we think of Mustang as like that. And don't get me wrong, there are the special editions 
um, are. But if you watched like the original Mustang commercials, poof, you would never think of it as like a muscle car. It was yeah, mar- marketed as a know. secretary's car. Right. I don't know what like the 80. So Back to the Future came out in like 85. So I don't know what like an 85 Mustang even looked like. You it's know like, I mean? so you, do you remember like the Vanilla Ice 5.0? Yeah. It's kind of looks like a version of that. Um, cause it's like smaller. Remember like the seventies and eighties, it, everything became about like this, like the sixties and and part of the seventies, everything was about horsepower, you know? And then you get to like the mid seventies, early eighties, and it becomes about fuel efficiency and smaller. And, um, so like the, the 85 Mustang kind of looks like that, um, Fox body. It's like the precursor. Yeah, it's like the precursor to what they call the Fox body. It's very close um, to like that. What you'd think of that, like that '92, right? I guess like the Vanilla Ice Five O from the from the Ice Ice Baby video. Um, it looks very similar. It's just much more underpowered. Around like the '90s, they bring back the um, the five point liter. Um, yeah. And and these were a little bit underpowered. So like they, this, the '85 Mustang was not really a cool car, um, especially after like the Mustang II kind of like tarnished the name a little bit. Um, but the DeLorean was a better choice, obviously. Yeah, for sure. Like because of the, the whole history behind it and the the look of it and all that kind of stuff, like. They made a really good choice, I, I think, you know? Yeah, it worked, clearly, sure. because, again, it's it's basically a character, and I and I would agree that it was a better choice because so many – even in eras where Mustang wasn't as popular, so many Mustangs have been sold. It's such, like, an American icon. I don't know that that year – like, it's not, like – you know, um, like the bullet Mustang or, or, or the other ones that could hold, you know, it's Rue your eye or, you know, the lady, like the, the, like the gone in 60 seconds, even the original gone in 60 seconds, Mustang, those were different kinds of cars. They, that 85 one, I don't, I think the DeLorean is much better. It's futuristic looking enough, uh-huh. you know, at that time, whereas like it's Mustang, such an established brand, um, that I, it just probably wouldn't have worked. It's interesting that like that was the original plan, but I'm looking at I'm yeah I'm looking at that Mustang now. Like it wouldn't have worked. It would not have worked. No, it no. would not have worked. So it's a good uh... those like gold wing doors, you yeah. know that like the uh, DeLorean had and, and things like that. Like I I just I don't know. Like it just. It's so different. It fits for yeah for such a crazy character. Yeah, I mean clearly they made like a, a yeah a, just a great great choice. I mean eighty five Mustang. They might as well have gone with like a Dodge Omni. <laughs> Serious, like I'm looking at it, and it, it, it's it's a pretty ugly car, you know. Yeah, it wasn't until like they they the, when they changed the body just enough to get to like what is really like. I know that it fits like in the Fox body family, but when they really get to the Fox body, like the night, like 92. Uh-huh. Yeah. Um, where like they shorten it a little bit, the hood and the, and the headlights change. Like that's a, like, again, I'm not the biggest fan of, of those Fox body Mustangs, but um, that's where it kind of gets back to what it's supposed to be. Mustang's supposed to be a sexy looking car. Uh-huh. Um, I mean, that was the whole idea when they made, brought it out was it was, you know, like it was to have something that drew your eye. Man, um, some the, 80s cars are pretty horrendous. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> In um, general. Bad, bad times for auto design. You know, like the 90s starts to bring some of that sexiness back. But like uh-huh. late 70s, 80s cars, I'm with you. There's very few that really hold up well. You know, like, 92, you get the Viper, you know, like, you get, like, these cool cars back. Even, like, the 80s, like, uh, Corvettes, you know, yeah. aren't necessarily the, the best-looking of cars. It's probably the best-looking of those generations, but not necessarily the best-looking cars. Um, so, we're here for um, 
mock draft three, the mock capacitor. <laughs> As we get off in the car history discussion. <laughs> yeah, a little, little, uh, little back to the future talk. A little back a to little the future. Mustang talk, little yeah. Mustang and DeLorean and, and, and other stuff. Um, I'm sure people got, you know, and you're not really a car guy. That's what's also funny that we, we ended yeah, up I'm here. Yeah, I'm really, I'm really not. Yeah. So, um, we're here to do another mock draft. We're set at half point PPR. Obviously, a draft with no kickers. I doubt you want to hear what kickers Ed and I choose in the final round of a draft. Um, half point. I was just I. Um, I think I said yesterday. It's a good way to split the baby. You know, like we don't have to do full point and, and alienate all the standard people. We don't have to do standard and alienate all the points per reception. Half point's a good kind of merging. Of those That's two. a great place, yeah, definitely. And I'll tell you, like, um, people, like, there's, there's every year we go through this talk about the running back position not being that deep, and um, is it time we reevaluate how we do running back positions? And, like, my feeling is, and I think I said it at the end of last season, is, like, you know, like if that's our worry, we could remove all the things that tried to tip the balance towards wide receivers. You know, like if that's what you're worried about, you could go to a standard league. If you're in a three receiver league, you could go to a two receiver league um, and just remove that advantage of either the heavy passing, ca- pass catching back, or just remove the, the points per catch. Otherwise, mm-hmm. shut up about it and just draft a running back early. <laughs> I mean, I like you just said, I think the scoring system half, I think, is, is the best of both worlds, really, you know? To me, half is now what standard was. Like, half has become the new standard. Mm-hmm. I think full point is still a little silly. Um, but that's... Right. Me. I mean, some some leagues do like a full point for just the tight end to like help equal them out a bit. You know, that makes I, more I, sense because <laughs> because that's a position that needs a bump. Um, every year we've been looking at there's all these good good young tight ends coming out. Maybe finally now that position won't be so thin. The reality is, is it's tough. That's it's not a it's not a wide receiver. It's a tight end. It's a whole different position. You know, like. It just is like, that's a position like, but I also like, again, personally feel like the stats are the stats. What happens is what happens. And we don't, we shouldn't necessarily be looking at ways points wise to elevate one position to the other. There's strategy Uh to it. Yeah, for sure. So, um, we're using fantasy pros tonight to do. Our uh, mock draft. Uh, yeah, not sleeper today. Yeah, I, I went with um, fantasy pros. Um, I tend to like their rankings a bit, although I feel like sleeper kind of gives you like really randomized mocks. So um, where fantasy pros tends to be low formulaic. Um, so it was just tonight went with fantasy pros, 12 team league, or yeah, 12 teams. I did a uh, random number generator for our draft positions. You got seven and I got three. I, so there's no, no time like the present. So I'm going to hit start draft and okay. uh, we'll get going. Bing, bang, boom. So, uh, looks like team. it's it's still loading up here. Okay. Because team one is on the clock. Uh, it's mock draft is ten nine eight. Yeah, you know, like it's just. Oh, I see. Yeah. Yep. So yeah, we got three seconds. <laughs> I'm sure it'll be Christian McCaffrey, Dalvin Cook, right? Bing bang boom, Christian McCaffrey, Dalvin Cook. That okay. leaves you at pick three. 
So wow, you set the slow draft timer. You got an hour to pick. Yeah, I figured we it, it's better to like <laughs> so talk we could talk about the picks. Yeah. So doing we, we have uh, a set of brothers in our league that would totally take that total 60, you know, 60 minutes if you gave it to them. Oh, for sure. Um so between Alvin Kamara, Derrick Henry, um I'm in the school thought you really can't go wrong here, but I'm liking Kamara just because of that half point PPR. And uh, I'm going to go with and take Kamara here. So he goes Elliot, Derrick Henry, Nick Chubb, and then that puts me on the, on the clock at pick seven. I'm going to do something I wouldn't normally do, but I'll I'll see how it feels, and and some folks would you know, um, might do this as well. Is I'm going to take Devonte Adams. Okay. Um, again, normally not what I would do, but uh, wanted to see what it would feel like to take um, a wide receiver first. So it went, geez, uh, ripped off a lot here. Um, I believe Barkley was the next back off the... Yeah, so Barkley, Aaron Jones, Diggs, Kelsey, Jonathan Taylor. So because this is a two-receiver, two-running-back league, I feel like I would really hurt if I didn't take a back here. So uh, Gibson, I'm very high on. I'm fairly comfortable with him being my number one. Um, so I'll go ahead. I'm, I'm pretty happy. Uh, starting my draft off with Adams and Gibson. So, yeah, that second round, it, um, it went Hill, Eckler, Mixon, Najee Harris, Mahomes, Utah Gibson, Ridley, Hopkins, Jefferson. Now I'm on the clock. Um, so I think it's a... So my in our league, I'm picking one, and I've done a couple mock drafts, and this player has never, in recent times, come back to me. But I think it's a good idea to go running back here because I like Clyde Edwards at this spot. So I'm taking him. Starting with a running back, running back. Yes. Team. Yep. Um, so after Clyde Edwards, it's Metcalf, Lamb, Waller, A.J. Brown, and then you are back up. So some of my – one of my um, go-to guys has been Lamb, and he's off the board, obviously. So I'm, I'm looking at wide receiver here. There's a couple of really good guys. Um, Keenan Allen, who is a high-volume high receiver. McLaurin, who you really like. Um, I'm not in love with that offense. Uh, Allen Robinson, we talked about him last night, and Robert Woods. Um, I think it's, this is, Robert Woods would be too early of a pick here. I'm leaning towards Allen or Robinson. And I think I like... Allen here because of the quarterback situation. And you mean Keenan Allen? Yes. Because <laughs> you have Keenan Allen, Allen Robinson. Right. <laughs> um, yes. So, um, kind of as you talked about as like the hero running back, running back I'm actually going to use the reverse. Since I went wide receiver first, I've got Devontae Adams. Um, I think I'm just going to take a couple more shots at running back. Um to uh, bolster a little bit of, of uh, what I'm looking at. So um, really I'm looking between David Montgomery and Chris Carson. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and take David Montgomery um, because, again, starting without running back, I feel like even though I like Gibson, I just feel under the gun a little bit. I have Adams who I think is, as long as he's healthy, pretty, you know, um, monster ability. So I don't think that I think that there's enough good wide receivers later that I can take the shots at running back now and even though there's going to be misses, it behooves me to do so. You like um, Montgomery better than Carson? 
Uh, I mean, they're pretty close to, like, the same caliber of player to me. I'd be perfectly fine um, taking uh, Carson there, or, or Carson there. Um, I don't think Cohen has looked great uh, from all the reports in Bears camp. He still doesn't look quite ready. Um, so um, that's the route I'm going to go. And then... What I've consistently said uh, throughout the offseason is that if in the fourth round Kyler Murray is there, I'm most likely going to take him, and that's where I end up with my second pick. So even though I just said I wanted to load up at running back, again, I'm okay at waiting, continuing to wait at for a second receiver. I'm going to go ahead and take Murray. Um, I, he's my quarterback, too. I think that he represents just so much upside, even at two. Um. So, you take Kyler Murray, then Julio goes, Chris Godwin, Amari Cooper. Now it's back to me. And at this spot, um, running backs that are left are uh, DeAndre Swift, Mike Davis, Hunt, and uh, Daryl Henderson. Not in love with any of these players, although I could go Swift here. Um, hmm. On the wide receiver side, I got DJ Moore, Cooper Cup, Deontay Johnson, Tyler Lockett. I'm going to go Deontay Johnson here. We talked about him yesterday a lot. Safe pick. He's going to be a target monster. Um, I think he's a really solid fourth-round pick. Then it's Cooper Cup, Swift, Lamar Jackson, Kareem Hunt, and then you are back on the clock. All right, so looking at my team... Got my two running backs, two wide receivers. Looking for um, a little bit of depth at either running back or wide receiver. I'm not in love with Henderson or Mike Davis here because I don't think I would be starting Davis a whole lot in the flex spot or Henderson. I, I saw something today that really made me think about Henderson, like – that, you know, the Rams had him. They drafted somebody in the first round in Acres. He gets hurt, and then they bring in Sony Michelle. I don't think they really are in love with Henderson in um, L.A. here. So I'm well, looking there, at wide receiver. Has guys. there been a st- – you're fine. Has there been a statistic, statistical explanation for why they would be? It's not like he's Montgomery where it felt like Chicago didn't love him, but he still had a statistical reason, you mm-hmm. know, or Miles Gaskin in Miami. They didn't seem to love him, but um, they had a statistical reason to, to, you know, not go other ways. I don't right. know that Henderson has made a case for himself. He hasn't, I don't think. So I'm, I'm going wide receiver here, although let me take a look at the tight ends. You know, I got Mark Andrews on the board, Kyle Pitts. I don't think either of those guys could outscore some of these wide receivers that are left on the board. And I'm looking at Tyler Lockett here. He's a, He had a ton of targets. We talked about him a little bit, like a bit boomer bust guy. Um but I think he's really solid in this fifth round. So I'm going to go with Tyler Lockett here. So it's Lockett, Chase Edmonds, Adam Thielen, DJ Moore. And then I end up back on the clock. Remember, we are now in round five. I only have one wide receiver. Um, I did take quarterback, which I don't usually do, but uh, felt as though... Uh, my hand was forced a little bit by where Murray still was. So with looking at wide receiver, um, I'm really just going to take who's at the top of the list here, which is Brandon Ayuk. 
Um, See, this surprises me. I for sure thought you would go Chase Claypool here. I'm going to take Ayuk. I'm going to see um, how the the round plays itself out. So after Ayuk, it's Galladay, Dak, Henderson, Gaskin, Jamar Chase, bingo. So um, I took Claypool a gamble. Claypool comes back, yep. I took a gamble. So I'm going to take Claypool. Um, that gives me... Again, we talked about him a little, very tiny bit yesterday, but it gives me a, you know, a, a guy who can explode in any given game. So mm-hmm. after Claypool, it's Logan Thomas, Justin Herbert, Noah Fant, and then you're on the board. So I need a little depth here at, at running back. Um, and the backs that are on the board, Javante Williams, who I really like this year, Damian Harris, who I think gets a little bump with Sony Michelle out of town. But again, that New England running back position is kind of always a bit iffy. Raheem Mostert, he can't really stay on the field. And Melvin Gordon is on the board. And I'm pretty sure Williams is going to take over his role here at some point. So I'm going to go Javante Williams. So after Javante Williams, it's Aaron Rodgers, Jerry Judy, Damian Harris, Robbie Anderson, and you are back up again. So seventh round is when I kind of start looking at quarterback and see who's on the board. Um, A lot of the big names are off. So uh, on the board here, um, I have Tannehill, Tom Brady, Jalen Hurts, Matt Stafford. To me, it's a no-brainer um, to go with Tom Brady. I just think, I don't know, like he made a deal with the devil or something because at his age and the weapons he has, like he, he could put up elite, easily like 4,000 yards, 40 touchdowns. I can't argue <laughs> your point. I yeah. wish I could. <laughs> so after um, Brady, it's Tannehill, Juju, Jalen Hurts, and then I end up back on the clock. Um, so you had you had mentioned some of these names, and when you wait, um, as I did, I took two running backs, so I'm not super thin at back, but I'm only two backs deep, and we're into the you know um, late seventh round. So um, right now is while Mostert can't stay healthy. Um, I need a player that can play in case anything happens to my first two backs. Um, So I'm going to take Mostert there. After Mostert, it's um, Antonio Brown, Michael Thomas, Cortland Sutton, Brandon Cooks, Matt Stafford, the Rams, Tyler Boyd, Debo, Trey Sermon. I'm back on the clock. So after I took Mostert, I'm going to take James or, or Michael Carter. Um, Michael Carter is my fourth back. Um, taking that quarter, yeah, yeah. Uh, taking that quarterback early puts you a little bit behind, but I also wanted people to feel like what it was like to um, to have to do something like that. Um, you're playing a little bit of catch up. So after Michael Carter, it's Ronald Jones, Devonta Smith, Melvin Gordon, and then you are back up on the clock. So I need a I need a tight end. Um, I may be able to wait, so I'm going to look at who, what, why receivers are left here. Yeah, I am going to wait on the tight end. Um, a player that I t- had last year, um, I think he got hurt or, or suspended. Uh, and he's suspended for the first game, Will Fuller. He got suspended at the end of the year. He got like Correct. Um, All right. six yeah, but games, he, he, he and was this is the playing, last game. Right. He was playing really well. Um, I really like him in this round. Um, I like him better than Corey Davis, who is – I just think Corey Davis has been a just a really disappointment. Um, 
I could go with Chenault, um, but I'm going to go Will Fuller and just have him as a solid bench piece for me. Um, All right. So then it goes uh, Chenault, um, Devontae Parker, Jalen Waddle, and then you are back up. All right. So I I'm, I need to fill out my tight end spot here. Um, there's not a ton on the board, and a lot of these guys are the same. Uh, I got to tell you, I, I'm not in love with Goddard because Ertz is still on the team. Uh, Tanyan, I think he, he, he's he's really touchdown dependent, wouldn't you say? Well, yeah. Um, that being said, everybody kind of is now. Yeah, you're you right. Know, like... I mean, you're not wrong there, right? When you get but into this I group, would... I, like earlier in the season, off season, like Tunyon, a lot of people had Tunyon as like their tight end four or five, uh-huh. and the market has come a little bit more around to, you know, he's in that group where of everybody else that needs touchdowns. Look, you could do worse than having Aaron Rodgers throw to you. <laughs> That's for sure. So, but I'm gonna go Tyler Higby here. I think he's the best option of of the guys that are on the board. Yeah. So it goes Higby, A.J. Dillon, Michael Pittman, David Johnson, and then I end up on the clock in the ninth round. So ninth round, I'm sitting at, I've got three wide receivers, four running backs, a quarterback. I'm going to continue waiting on tight end. I am going to take, in the ninth round, I am going to take Corey Davis. Um do I think that he still warrants where he was drafted in the first round in the real draft? Um, no, but in the ninth round as a you know fourth wide receiver, I'll take the shot and see what he ends up being. If he doesn't end up being anything, look at the players going around him. Uh-huh. You know. Um, so as you were saying, as you know, like. You were waiting on tight end. Um, you needed one. You're not the biggest fan of Goddard. We just talked about Tunyon. I'm going to go ahead and take Tunyon here. Again, doing some things I wouldn't normally do and then doing some things I would. Um, this is about filling out the roster. I wouldn't have minded not taking any tight end there, but uh-huh. just filling it out. So after Tunyon, it goes the Washington football team's defense. McCall Hardman, Marvin Jones, and then you're up. I have a question for you. Yes. McCall Hardman. Yeah. A player we haven't talked about. We have not. How do you feel about McCall Hardman? Man, I mean, that's a stacked offense, right? Like, um, Hill, uh, Kelsey, and then you got Clyde Edwards is... Hardman, the like the the fourth option on that team, probably. At at best, he's the third receiving option. Correct. At best. Um, I feel I don't know if it was last year or the year before. Uh, there was promise there, and he was just like almost like a non-factor. Like I feel like I, one of us took him off waivers and. You know, like, he just didn't really do anything. I mean, you know, of course, he's probably matured over the over the last couple of years. So, I don't know. Like, I think he's too far down on that option list for me to take. What do you think? I think we've been expecting the breakout for a while. And, he, again, just like we said with Henderson, I don't know that he's provided you a statistical reason to expect it to come. Yes, uh-huh. he's fast, you know, like, um, but you have to be more than that. And I think like he's been outplayed by the likes of likes of Byron Pringle, you know, like, and that, you know, th- so like, I don't know, fine. If I want to take a shot on a player, I guess a player from Kansas City, you could t- do worse. But with Kelsey really being the number one, you forget that Hill, as great as Hill is, he's the second receiving option on that team, uh-huh. you know, so... I think we've been expecting something like teams 
right? We take AJ Brown, we take Julio Jones, we take. Um, I'm trying to think of like uh, when Larry Fitzgerald and Anquan Bolden were on the same team. You already have that with with Kelsey, right? Right. Like, yeah. It's tough to support three top end receiving options. We're expecting like Pittsburgh to do it. I don't know how wise that that is, um, but we're expecting Pittsburgh to do it. But it's very hard. It's very hard. Oh, it's really hard. Like I'll cite the footballers again. Uh, podcast we listened to. They had a bit about like three wide receivers on a team, and like how many of those receivers like make it into the top 24 and it's like it's almost like literally like I, I I don't remember how many years they went back but it's it's not a lot I'll tell you that much um, it, it's not really strong <laughs> so to your point like there's a player here I like way better than Hartman, and that's Mooney, who all reports looks great in camp. 90 targets last season. He's a second-year wide receiver who we, we talked about last week about that article that came out. Um, I, I think he's just a really good option here in the 10th round. So I'm going with him. So after Mooney, it's Jacoby Myers, Tony Pollard, Ruggs, Goddard, and then it's you. Back up. Yes. So I'm kind of looking at um, some running back depth here. I mean, when you get into the, what, 11th round, there's not a whole lot to love, right? (laughs) I think... You should be taking the guys that you like that are left um, in this range. Um, so there's no like there. There's a lot of speculation. There's everybody that's had a clear path for the most part has been taken. So I mean, I would the only person I see here as potential would be Hines because he catches the ball. But, again, like, I I think I'm just going to go with, uh, let me see here. I think I'm going to just take a gamble and uh, go Elijah Moore, rookie, on the Jets. I don't expect anything, but... You know, so just what? adding depth, right? Yeah, Elijah Moore, then it's Pittsburgh's D, then Troutman, then T.Y. Hilton. Um. So, ah, jeez, bless you. Yeah, um, you guys get to hear that. So, <laughs> um, edit that out. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to go ahead and take Brian Edwards. He's another one of these players that um, tends to end up on a lot of like people's lists um, with breakout potential. Um, again, other than Adams, I've take you know like I waited a little bit, um, so I'm just going to go ahead and take Brian Edwards, high upside player, because um, there's not much else out there. You know, there's some rookies out there um, that are normally second half players. Uh, other than like Russell Gage or or Cole Beasley, I guess. Um, Lindsey James White, Sony Michelle, Latavius Murray goes right before my pick, which is uh, for all. It seems like he's at risk to be cut. So um, sometimes these things aren't caught up, you uh-huh. know, to the news. So um, another player I really like to take late. Um, we're at the 12th round because I took Michael Carter. I'm going to take Tevin Coleman um, because Michael Carter, again, might be a second half player. So I might need Colin, Coleman as a bridge. Again, a depth piece bridge. I doubt he'll be starting quality, but who knows? The Jets running game might be half decent. So I'll take Coleman there. My ba- I'm done for back now. Um, 
So I'm on the board here, and I, I, I need a little depth at uh, running back. And, again, we're talking about, you know, it's, it, it's a little bit of throwing darts at a dartboard here, right? Absolutely. But, you know, like, you got to look at news, see what's happening. Um, recent report came out today about Gainwell getting, you know, uh, uh, first-team reps. So he's somebody I'm considering. But I'm going to go down the list here. And I'm sorry if I'm not saying his name properly, but... uh, uh, Ramondre, are you talking about Ramondre Stevenson? Ramondre Stevenson, yeah. Ramondre. Ramondre Stevenson. So... A lot of good things are being said about him. I think maybe he's one of the reasons why they traded Sony Michelle. Um, I'm I'm gonna go ahead and just take him here. All right, Ramondre Stevenson. Then it's Tariq Cohen, the 49ers, Rashad Penny, Carlos Hyde, and then you are back up. All right, so we we haven't talked about this much. Um, do you what your what's your school of thought of taking a like a second quarterback? I think if you're gonna do it, this is the year to do it, just like last year with COVID. Um you just might not be able to rock the season with one. Mm-hmm. You know, so like I think this season, like that's gonna be my next to last pick when after you pick we'll be a backup quarterback. I think that in all non years, you know, all years prior to 2020, I wouldn't advise it. Um, after 2020, we're going to be living with this for a long time, probably. Um, so after 2020, I just don't know that you're going to be able to not. Yeah, I mean, I'm with you. So, man, like there, there's a couple guys on the board here: Joe Barrow, Matt Ryan. Uh, Trevor Lawrence, Cousins, to I mean, there's plenty of starters left. Um, Burrow, I think he may need another year to recover from that terrible knee injury. Matt Ryan is always solid, but getting up there. Trevor Lawrence is, like, this is probably not a good pick, I, I got to admit. But I'm gonna go ahead and take rookie Trevor Lawrence. Well, look, Trevor Lawrence can run. He can. Right? He's not like a quote unquote Russian quarterback, but he can run. He does have good running ability. Um they they do have veteran receivers there. Like They do have weapons, yeah, you're right. So as as I've said all off season, Tua has a lot of times end up being my first quarterback. Um I'm going to take Trey Lance here. Um, We talked about it a little bit yesterday. Uh, I think I talked about it before. Um, Probably not going to start week one, but um, just represents a ton of rushing. Um, Yeah, so what what do you think about me saying like, over like a Joe Barrow. I mean, look, we know that the Bengals offensive line isn't great, right? We know that he's, he had to have complete knee reconstruction. He might not be great for the first couple weeks, you know, and uh, I think that Joe Burrow was as talented a quarterback as we've seen come out. Um, mm-hmm. And they, you know, he's got good, very good receivers, but coming off the knee injury, bad offensive line, um, it might take them a couple weeks to really get going. All right, and here's another question because we talked about this yesterday. You said you moved Wentz up to 16. Mm-hmm. Now, why not take him? Well, I just – Wentz I put into a group with more, more like Baker Mayfield and those okay. guys – where Trey Lance, you know, he's cut from a cloth like Lamar Jackson. He's cut from a yeah. cloth, you know, okay. like, 
um, where he doesn't have to be a great quarterback in order to get you a lot of fantasy points. And I'm not saying he's not going to be a good quarterback. I'm just saying as a rookie, he can go out and stink and still get you plenty of fantasy points. And they're going to give him a lot of leeway. They're built to run the ball anyway. They have really good weapons in San Francisco. Um, So I don't need him where Wentz, like, yes, they have a good offensive line, even though it took a little bit of a hit. Wentz is really only getting getting it done one way. And Wentz, Kirk Cousins, all the all those guys are kind of in a bunch for me. Like, take your pick your poison. He's a perfectly competent NFL quarterback in years that weren't twenty twenty. Um, he was god awful last year. I'm not going to make excuses <laughs> for him. You know, just god awful. But right. um that safety of that running ability provides, you know, a a lot to be desired. You know, again, uh, he's got a perfectly capable arm. It's not like he's just purely a runner, but being that good of a runner, pairing him with Kyler Murray, I'm pretty happy with that. Mm -hmm. So I took new England's defense, um, Randall Cobb goes, Buffalo goes, Evan Ingram goes, and then you're on the clock. So, obviously, I got to take a defense here. Um, It's my last pick. See who I have on the board. Um, For me, defense, like, has never been that ultra important as far as, like, needing to take, like, a top, what's considered a top, like, five defense. I've gotten away with, like, streaming for the last couple years, and so I'm not all that concerned with it. But I think I'm going to go Cleveland Browns here. Well, if you're in a league that gets... They do, and if you're in a league that gets points for sacks, yeah. or um, like they're going to get pressures and and sacks, so. I mean, uh, I feel like that team's like really built to run the ball and then play defense. They're built to win in cold weather. That's yeah. a cold, you know, like that's a cold weather roster. Um, so fantasy pros. Did didn't really love my <laughs> my draft. I got a B minus. They gave me, and I ended up with a B plus. So um, uh, projected standings. Let's see. <laughs> I always like to like look at these. So like, here's the thing about uh, fantasy pros. Like it will, and I'm not sure if you need like a like a higher package, but like it gives you like expert opinions, steals and reaches, pick analysis, team strengths and all that stuff. Um, so pro- it's projecting me to finish eighth and it's projecting you to finish third. Third, one point behind the second place team. Yes. Um, now let's see steals I don't have any steals and you don't have any steals and I guess what it means by steals if it's like plus two rounds um, let's go reaches two plus rounds and it's got me reaching for Elijah Moore and Stevenson and it's got you reaching for Trey Lance and Edwards. So I guess really meaning like you could probably get those guys off waivers is is kind of what that's saying, right? Yeah, I mean, probably. I mean, Edward, like they're, like my own opinion is, is like fine, but um, when you're talking about rounds 12, 13, 14, I don't think that a reach exists. (laughs) Um, but okay, you know, yeah. like, um, yeah, it, it has me as taking two sleepers. I don't know where you ended up there. 
Let me take a look. Sleepers. Um. Where? Where? I'm sorry. Where? Okay, I got sleeper it. Elijah yep. Moore has me as a as a sleeper. So, but it's also telling me he's a reach. So. <laughs> I got the same for Trey Lance, number yeah. one quarterback in consensus sleeper rankings, but in the thirteenth round, it was two rounds too early. So. Like you have to sometimes take some of this, you know, it's, it's trying to give you an analysis based on, you know, um, generalizations on what you, you put in. Yeah. I mean, these are, these are projections too. Like we're talking about rookies that don't have any, anything to, anything to base upon. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So that's. Um, the flux, the flux mocker, um, uh, back to the mock three, uh, <laughs> um, so we have our draft this Sunday. Um, we do. I have two drafts that day. I get the beauty of drafting back to back one starting at one one starting at three at least with online drafts i'm not as worried mm-hmm. um about having to monitor i, th- I believe the one at one o'clock should probably take an hour no more no more no less and then i'll be able to order pizza f- for us for three o'clock <laughs> um yes and then uh yeah then we'll come on and we'll talk about our drafts uh or our draft um We'll talk a little bit about, you know, feel, how you feel afterwards. Um, we, we liken draft day to Christmas, and sometimes there can be a, like, a Christmas hangover. Sometimes you get into, like, you love every gift until two weeks later when, you know, you're all played out of them. So, <laughs> so um, we'll be back to talk about our draft. This is a big draft weekend. That's one of the reasons we wanted to do a mock draft uh, before we, you know, went off for everybody. Um, if you have a later draft, we're not really going to be bringing you much content in terms of rankings. It might be just ranking updates if there's more injuries or guys get cut. Um, but that just stuff go is, back and listen to other yep. our our previous podcast. That stuff is yeah. set. You know that yep. stuff is is for the most part set. Um, otherwise, if you're drafting this weekend, good luck. Um, feel free to use the ranks. I always recommend taking two sets of ranks to a draft, especially if you're a printer. Um, you use expert consensus ed, so that is not ne- that's like 18 sets of ranks. Um, but uh, I recommend it because uh, sometimes you'll be fishing through, and in order to make a decision between one guy or the other, you might see who's got a person ranked higher. You know, uh-huh. so. Um, but your decisions are your decisions. So don't come talking to me in the off season. Like I cost you a fantasy championship because my rank stunk. You chose to take those players. Right. You know? so, <laughs> own take responsibility. It. Own it. Be an adult. Yeah. Own it. And get rid of kickers. Don't have kickers in your fantasy league. No, no, don't get rid of it. <laughs> All right. Otherwise guys, we will be back next week. All right. Good night.